Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. Uh, take it from me, your host, Dan Grimshay. This is going to be a super show. Oh, yeah. Marky. Hey, Marky. Say hi. Let the people know you're here. I am here. All right. That's Marky, co-host, and also another frequent co-host, Jimmy the Gent Lazinski. Spell how it sounds. Hey, howdy. Hey, listeners. How are we doing today? <laughs> I love that. All right. We're together. We're talking about, let's just say it right now, Superman. Yes. Superman. Not a bird. It's not a plane. We're talking about Superman today. Yep. Uh, what? What? His 80th birthday 80. or something is coming yeah. up here. Yeah. 80 year anniversary. Yeah. It's been 80 years. So there was a time where there was Superman, and then there was a time where there wasn't Superman. There was a time where there was a superhero. There was a time when there wasn't a superhero, and it just so happens that was 80 years ago. And I think it was actually like literally just a few days ago. Like it was, you know, like the first comic hit, like in January, eighty years ago. Okay, you know, so, so it's, it's it's we're in the basking yeah. glow of that 80th birth. So it's not a birthday. Superman, as a character, is not eighty years old. It would be old. I assume it's like eight, uh, like a BC. And I, AD. I believe his birthday he is, is thirty-three, uh, eighty years ago. February twenty-ninth, listed in the uh, comic books. That's why he doesn't age so much. Is it really February? Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> he used to be when I was a kid. That's what I don't know what the current continuity is, but uh, that's what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. Are you Are you serious? Yeah. yeah really, yeah, yeah. I had that, never heard that. Yeah. That's amazing, and that's really, really brilliant. So you know, uh, eight years, he'd only be two. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't explain how he shaves. But still, uh, um, he, he uses a heat vision and a mirror. <laughs> I've heard that too. I'm okay, here if you need well, me, guys. Just, <laughs> Jimmy the Gent is our DC character expert, and that's why he's here. This is a big deal. This is the 80 year anniversary of arguably the greatest superhero ever. I don't know. I, I don't even really know where I fall. Do I like Superman better than Batman, or do I like either of them better than Spider Man? I mean, a lot of us have these kind of core arguments within us, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But we all love them. And when we see a story, when, when I see a great story of Superman, it gets to me, you know, when I hear that John Williams music and I feel his pain, like this, this guy doesn't have any pain. I feel it for him sometimes, you know, like he can't, he can't be a regular he'll never be a regular boy you know like mm-hmm. and he has to just kind of carry the burden of the of the world on his shoulders 
of a, of a world that has long gone and a world that he's now solely responsible for. Um, the loss of his father, the loss of his adopted father, his relationship with his with Lois, and you know, the, like just this constant threat, and just the weight of the world that Superman carries when it's presented to you, um, it gets to me, right? Yeah, you sure. know, like there's, yeah. there's just something what, about this way character. to keep it light. He's, he's got he's got to keep the world on his shoulder, and he's he's got to fight off Zack Snyder. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of his character has actually taken some, you, you could say, a little bit of abuse over the, the the whole DC world has. The movies, I think they've sold. The, plenty of people are making their mortgage payments off these DC movies, yeah, but they're not Marvel, not by a long shot yet. Mm-hmm. But DC has been doing something else in the background with all these characters with its uh, animated yeah. universe and uh, and time maybe right to the moment the first Superman comic came out, like the newest uh, DVD Superman animated uh-huh. movie came out. Uh, the second half of this the, duology. The, yes. Or, uh, yep. Death of Superman, mm-hmm. which came out at uh, Comic-Con this past summer. Mm-hmm. And now the reign of Superman. The, the reign of the Superman is coming out on January 29th, depending on when you're... When, uh, Depending on when you're hearing this episode, it may mm-hmm. be available now. But yeah, we actually, uh, both Jimmy and I had the opportunity, the rare and amazing opportunity, to go to Comic-Con in 2018, sit down with many of the cast and crew of The Death of Superman and The Reign of the Superman. Uh, we got a chance to talk to the stars, which include Jerry O'Connor, Rebecca yeah. Romaine. Well, yeah, you, uh, you you guys were smart enough to sneak in a recording device. I don't know <laughs> yeah, how you did, did it. <laughs> but you yeah. brought out some great audio. I mean, you guys talked to a bunch of the Void actors. Uh, aside from Jerry O'Connor, you talked to Jerry O'Connell as well. <laughs> oh, did I say O'Connor? <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, uh, and, and his friend Rebecca Romaine. Wife, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. also, in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked to uh, Christopher Gorham, plays a Flash. You talked to uh, Jason O'Mara. Mm-hmm. Batman. The Irish Batman. Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you talked to, like, uh, the director, Sam Liu. You talked to the other director. The guy, who, cast of, the guy that played the Flash. The guy that played the Flash, yes, Christopher Gorham. Uh-huh. Like I okay. said, yeah, okay. you did. James Tucker. James Tucker. Yeah, James, James Tucker, character designer, uh, Phil Barossa. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot from all of those people mm-hmm. uh, because we will make them talk like puppets for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but until then, but until then, yeah. we're still talking about Superman. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I would just, um, uh, I would like to know, uh, Grim, what are your early, uh, what did you think of Superman when you were a kid? Uh, how did that evolve, and where is it now? Um. Well, Superman was just always the king of the comics, you know, like of all the of all the superheroes growing up. Of course, you, you as I got older, you know, like nine or ten, uh-huh. really appreciated me the subtleties of Spider-Man uh-huh. and Batman and Incredible Hulk. But, uh, yeah, Superman is just, uh, I mean, it, it was easy to take for granted. Like, well... You talk about superheroes. They're Superman. Of course, he's the king. He's Zeus. He's on top of the. He's on top of the mountain. He's infallible. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And now I think, I mean, he's still a monument to all that. But honestly, there's it's hard to mine a lot of interest out of someone 
I that's think right. that's why they say you can't make a good Superman video game. You've just got God powers mm-hmm. right away. Where's the fun? Where's the challenge? Well, that's I mean that's the challenge I think to the writers is to create an interesting threat for Superman. If you mm-hmm. do have those God powers, you've got to dumb them down somehow. Either somebody it's it's really tough to come up with somebody who's equally matched out of thin air uh, doomsday. But you've also got to find a way to via kryptonite or lack of yellow sun, some way to dumb down his power so other people can go toe to toe with him. Or sometimes Batman knows a way around those. Yeah, yeah I, I think like when the you're... only way to beat him is to cheat. And that's correct. the most yeah. viable correct. way they found to. Yeah, but uh, if you really want to make a if you want to make the actual story that you're telling a interesting one, it's not about the physical defeat of Superman. It's about the emotional defeat of Superman. And if you go back to the very first amazing superhero movie, which was Superman the movie, which was the Richard mm-hmm. Donner 1978. 78. 70, Chris yep, Reeves. Yep, with the, the amazing Christopher Reeves. You know, the actual thing that really tore him down was that he was vulnerable and he and that he felt for the destruction of the humans right so superman is always vulnerable because we are vulnerable mm-hmm. and that is what the real true villains understand when you face superman and you know obviously the whole real estate scam that the gene hackman lex luthor was trying to pull off although genius it really is mm. you know but what that did was that 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 grounded Superman. It made him, it incapacitated him. Mm-hmm. And um, it's quite easy to understand what gets to him. And he's actually quite a vulnerable superhero because he's responsible for everything. And um, I, 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 I think the great Superman movies have tapped into that. Mm-hmm. The, the movies that have fallen short have always missed the point a little bit in that they just try to go muscle for muscle against him. Um, well, you do, I mean, at the end of the day, you do want to see him hit something, like uh, yeah. Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I, I recall that being one of the bigger complaints is he was just kind of like super stocky, and uh, aside from catching an airplane, he didn't really do anything using his uh, super feats, right? I don't know. He did basically move a whole continent of kryptonite out of the earth, but uh, right. you know, I'm not sure if that's accurate. Um, you know, the um, uh, I'm but sure. But as far as hitting, like, like yeah, fighting, yeah, sure. Yeah. But you know that that movie is a really good example of of kind of what I'm talking about. Um, there has not been a better Superman movie than Superman Returns in the last 40 years. Um, and what that did to you was it basically gave you a – it took you on this emotional level of Superman that we were never really quite ready for. Superman has a kid. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> if you but, yeah. haven't seen it. But, uh, but yeah. So, super, you, know, you know, what does that mean if Superman is the father? The original Superman, the movie from 1978 um, – that it was really a movie about fathers and sons, you know, and actually Superman, the whole, the whole story arc is about fathers and sons. And what is it when Superman has a son? And I thought that that movie really kind of pushed that. It kind of took it into the next level and it was a really good, you know, handing off of the torch. 
Um, but now, isn't it like like you know priests and nuns <clears throat> can't marry because technically God and the church are their partner? Isn't it like we are all Superman's sons? And he adopt the entire earth? Yeah. And I think that... So and that's doesn't what that, that movie... sort of negate that? Doesn't that a built-in flaw if he has his own son who's more important than the rest of us? Um, Sure. I guess I never really maybe, thought of it like that. But Maybe if that son wasn't super. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think that what that... Um, you know, I... when it, If I was to put myself in Superman's shoes, it's about legacy. You Boots. know? Or boots, yeah, <laughs> red boots, gorgeous red, glorious red boots. But um, but it's it's really about legacy, and uh, Superman, you know, now can actually pass things on in a very direct way, the way that his father did to him. You know, his his actual father, Kal El, I'm sorry, uh, Jor El, Jor El. Um, he, uh, you know, he actually put Superman in basically this flying computer and he was just pumping in, you know, images and sound into his head as he traveled to earth. Um, and, you know, good argument for raising a kid with iPads. Am I right? Everybody? <laughs> right. I mean, am I right, fellas? <laughs> uh, Superman never like, and so, and so now with what that, what that movie did was that it basically gave Superman the ability to basically pass on a lineage to someone so that he can be personified into a single being. And, you know, it, that, yes, we are all Superman's kids because he's responsible for us all, but he didn't have a legacy. Um, and now he does. And I thought that, that was a very brave choice. And the movie was great. And, you know, he did move a whole continent of kryptonite out of, the, you know, and he, and he, 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 I, he sacrificed I, himself. I, to I'm it. certainly not taking any way th- yeah. anything away from Superman. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just, uh, at the time, I remember a lot of complaints that, as far I, as fighting, like like he never really punched anybody, or uh, I absolutely like, like agree with that, and and so. But it is, a, it, I mean, that is that's kind of the challenge of writing an interesting Superman story is you can't always be punching somebody. You've got to like you want to give him a lot of depth as a as a character. Well, like and then in this movie, I, and yeah. I I I absolutely hear that, but sometimes you can overcorrect mm-hmm. uh, because then they ended up stopping the Brian Singer Superman franchise dead in its tracks. And I went to Comic-Con the year after it, that movie had come out, and I remember Brian Singer and Richard Donner were both doing a panel in Hall H after Superman Returns had come out. Mm-hmm. And there was every bit of intention to do another movie. And obviously it doesn't happen. And it goes to Man of Steel. And my major problem, and what became a problem of many, is that it just quickly overcorrected, and it just was a movie about Superman mm-hmm. punching things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And estimates from a reputable uh, think tank in Man of Steel, it's, it, is, it is estimated that 129,000 confirmed dead, 250,000 missing, 1 million injured. The impact is comparable to the Nagasaki nuke. The monetary loss, if calculated is $750 billion in physical damage with an overall impact of the world of $2 trillion. This, this is That's the, like a this one is the and a half of, Death Stars right there. <laughs> it's a lot of Death Stars. <laughs> of, uh, you're talking the final battle between Superman and, and Zod, Zod and Man yeah, of Steel, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so you, you like kind of come from a movie that had a lot of heart and a lot of you know, compassion and a lot of legacy. 
and you just go the other way with Henry Cavill mm-hmm. and with Zack Snyder, and it's just a movie of people punching each other. And Superman, I counted. I'm not a, a, a world-renowned think tank. Mm-hmm. Superman saves two people. One of them is Lois. Well, I, I mean, there, <laughs> like there is, what did you say, a, a trillion, $1 trillion dollars worth of damage? Two trillion. Two trillion dollars. Yeah. But what about the people he did save? What about the people that didn't die? Yeah, well, now, you, now, you only physically see them on screen save two people. But, of course, the whole... And how many jobs are created when you have to raise and rebuild <laughs> an entire downtown metropolis? Right. Well, and it's funny that you said that because that ends up... My biggest complaint about the Man of Steel becomes the driving force behind Superman versus Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor, played by the uh, social network guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, he basically tell me that's not like a cartoon villain's original ego Mm -hmm. name, right? Yeah. Jesse Jesse Eisenberg fell into the acid. (laughs) Yeah. And so he ends up basically becoming a, a, he is a capitalist that takes advantage of the destruction, the trill, the, of the $2 trillion Lex Luthor becomes a huge beneficiary of that, of that reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And so it also builds into the Bruce Wayne um, motive for wanting to battle Superman because he, like me, was upset at Superman for not saving anybody. And remember, Superman in Man of Steel, he turns on the device that, in essence, releases Zod, that brings Zod to Earth. Like, Superman completely causes this. But Superman, Man of Steel, to defend Superman... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a movie much more about him learning his powers and learning his history, where he came from. Like a lot of times we, when we with a lot of superhero stories are second act, they're always second act. You most, for the most part, you know, the origin story and, and there is no ending really. There's no, there is no death of Superman. That's going to be a final ending. So it's everything second act. You're, there's a certain amount of setup you're expected to know. Right. And uh, so, but this one is a lot of him learning how to use his powers, learning about Krypton, which, to be honest, I didn't enjoy that interpretation of Krypton, but yeah. that's another thing. And then, and then, even when um, at at the end, he probably is not aware of how much damage he's doing. He's trying to diffuse that situation, uh, Zod, yeah, and until he finally snaps his neck. Well, the there, there's there, there's absolutely there which is, isn't a, I don't think is a great ending or anything like that. I, but, I don't think but, that there's there is there is no doubt that the free reign of Zod would have been horrible for the planet. You know, he was getting me on his side for just a minute I at know. the end, I mean, and then did, suddenly he did like an evil cackle. I was he, like, oh, for God's sake! He did have some good ideas about healthcare. He, Which is just make everybody gen, some things. Gen, just encode everybody and predetermine what right. they were going to be. Exactly. I guess you're right. Solves a lot of this, problems. Yeah. Honest, and I could see where he was coming from until just he was full on evil laughing right afterwards. Now, I, now, just to put all of that giveaway. stuff <laughs> to put all of that stuff aside for just a minute, um, I had the opportunity of going to the Fathom events. Uh, Superman the movie, uh, limited time event at a movie theater. Christopher Reeves, the Christopher, Richard Donner. The original Christopher Reeve. Um, and I'm sitting in a theater, which it this actually could be the only Superman movie that I've never seen 
in a theater myself because I, you know, I was born in 77. So, you know, I was probably too young to see this. I remember seeing a lot of Superman movies in the theater, but I don't think I ever saw the original in the theater. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure. But anyway, I got a chance to do it again or for the first time. And I'm in there and I'm watching this movie and I'm watching Christopher Reeve play it. My God, if there was internet back then, they would have ripped this movie to shit, you know, because he's, uh, you know, there's not really a super like villain. I'm about to. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, um, uh, you know, there, there's there's obviously a lot of holes that you can punch through through, uh, through this thing. But when I'm watching this movie, I am overwhelmed with how sweet it is mm-hmm. and just how good you feel about Superman, uh, the music, the John Williams and him flying and just the, the love and the I'm, care. I'm getting goosebumps. Just you talking. Yeah. About it. yeah. And I was reminded of that being in that theater. And I'm like, that has surely been missing since, since the Zack Snyder films at the very least, you can argue about uh, Superman returns, but like the movie, the character, what he meant, it was sweet to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I'm a little older than uh, a scotch older than you, gentlemen. I was born in '66, uh, so my first I was kind of raised on the black and white uh, George Reeves, mm-hmm. and he's just always I used standing, to watch that too when I was a kid, I, and I yeah. still love it. I still watch him today. He's always just kind of standing there, smiling, taking bullets, uh, crushing up your gun, and throwing it at you. But the one that I so, but my Superman would be Richard Donner's Christopher Reeves, and that first movie. Um, I would have been 12 when that came out. And I remember a uh, sold-out movie theater in the 70s, in the middle of winter, I want to say. Uh, and every seat is full, so my brother and I had to sit in the very front row. And my biggest memory is, uh, you know, right that first change when he comes out and rips his shirt mm-hmm. open, and I'm just face, face full of S, just yeah. big red S right in my face. And it's yeah. just such a great memory. So when it did come out, I also took my son to see uh, the when it came out for the Fathom event, yeah. who was 12 at the time, right? And I was just kind of really dig. oh, man, I wanted to get his reaction of almost like a time machine, right? He's he's my firstborn, and I want to know, he's the same age, what did you think? And he just kind of gave me the, eh, it's all right. Yeah. The, these kids today want more action. They want more darker colors. They want more, I guess, angst. You right? end up in with... Not necessarily. I mean, has has your, scene son, uh, has your son seen Avatar? Um, I don't know because you not, can't say I, that's like I didn't necessarily a negative or dark tones. You have to see to understand me, <laughs> 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 which is good. Yeah, right. I just couldn't picture you sitting him down to make him watch it. Right. But I mean, you take it for given that movies like that are out there. The excitement in Superman, I think you have to be from our generation to still tap right. into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's not a, again at the at, at, in the era that it came out, there's a lot less movies coming out, and then there's a whole big thing around about just a big S on a poster, and it says, you will believe a man can fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the the uh, the, the behind-the-scenes CD, uh, DVDs about uh, these old-time special effects guys. They're like, okay, this is how we did it. We got these blue wires. We got this blue screen. Now, this is – and every single one of them, their comment was – now this is well before uh, CGI and computer graphics. So we had to do everything in camera, and it's just really well, it's, amazing um, the effects that there's that still this, uh, holds that still stand up today, right? You can still I, watch that movie. Well, I own every re-release on DVD or Blu-ray of the original Donner films, 
and um, I even have the Superman two Donner cut. If you guys, we can, oh, I can do I a mean, whole show about that whole, one. That's a whole other um, show. But one of the things that they did when they were doing the teaser trailer for the original Superman movie, um, they basically just took a camera and they put it on the nose of a regular old airplane that mm-hmm. was flying from LA to New York, whatever. And if you guys, you guys can, I'm sure you could find it on YouTube or whatever. But it's really just, you know, the dun 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 the whole the whole John Williams music, and it's just flying through clouds, and it just says Superman coming, mm-hmm. you know, summer of 1978 or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the teaser trailer. That's it. It's just flying through the clouds, and at the end of the day, the only the what your goal is when you're making a Superman movie is that you want people to fly. And that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to feel like you can be, you are Superman now. Um, that movie accomplished that, you know, in space, you know, it really, it took you to that other level. And yeah, I could see how kids are maybe wanting a little bit more pulse, you know, a little bit more action or whatever, but you know, be, well, I think be aware you- they Be would cautious. respond to that idea, but I think that it just so much. I don't know if you pour one hundred fifty million dollars into a movie, and it mostly just appeals to kids who, you know, want to see something light and fun and breezy. It better be frozen. It better <laughs> yeah. be marketable on the back end and other stuff like that. If you're making a superhero movie, you you want it to play to all the way up to like fifty, sixty, seventy years old or something in the demographic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I think that's where it is. I think it's possible. Uh, I don't. I don't want to blame the audience for it, but you know, like I said, if I hadn't seen this among many other movies, if I hadn't seen them when I was young, they would not have this place in my heart. Yeah, I, I know that's true. Yeah, and you know, it, it was actually um, if we could move past Superman two, and I. I I don't mean to because I really love that movie too. I mean, everyone's aware everybody. you're having trouble moving past but, um, Superman before too. Before we, but real quick, like uh, about the flying, like Superman, the first Superman, I think really captured that. Not, I don't think in any other movie, not uh, Superman movie, until um, uh, Man of Steel, there was a certain amount of joy when he was learning how to fly when he first yeah. takes off and he couldn't really get it and he was just like and then, and then when he finally gets it and he's flying straight that was I, I thought that was Superman really good. Returns yeah. do they actually do something where like um, Clark falls through the barn roof and he just ends up barely stopping before he right, hits the ground right, 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 and, as a kid right. and he's just kind yeah. of figuring out like you That's know pretty cool and again you know uh, Brian Singer I thought really got it right. You know, like as far as like the feeling of becoming Superman right. and being Superman, and so, and his uh, that one transition in the elevator where he kind of stands up. And yep, and he, and he right just points up. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he yeah, points his hand up, awesome. and he does that. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, you know, and there, it, it was like, actually back in the eighties. There was an entire they tried to do a superhero show called uh, the the Great American Superhero. Yeah, and, and that basically was a, that, that the, was a lot of him. The entire arc was him trying to learn how to fly. Well, he got, if Isn't I may. Isn't that like a running it, gag? Is if that I may, the, he found a, a super suit. The aliens left a super suit on the planet, the, but he lost the instructions. The so yeah. Great American Hero is yeah. what it's called. The, is, is that what the last of the, the super world's sparkly great, the great American American heroes, American. right? <laughs> I, yeah. What is it? I, it's the world's greatest American hero. <laughs> the world's greatest American hero. Is that what it yep. was? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> great, greatest American hero. It's called, a, it's called the greatest American hero. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the show? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, is that what you said? The world's greatest American hero. I don't think of the it's stars. the world's greatest American hero. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it's the guy with the real curly blonde hair, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that show. Anyway, yeah. So he, Believe it, it or was, not, I'm uh, walking yeah, on but air. He was always kind of like yeah. laying on the green screen, right? Just going, ah! For the viewers <laughs> yeah. at home, I'm waving my arms around wildly. Yeah. I love that show. I, I used to watch yeah. that. Yeah. So back then, it was okay to watch an entire season. Where the gimmick the is, he's still learning how to fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think the studios who pay enough for CGI are saying, "Nope, we're not wasting time on that. You're going to fly over Dubai, and he's going to be on Mars, and mm-hmm. then uh, he's yeah. going to be underground in a cave with lava." Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Now, again, just to kind of move things through here, because there's something kind of happens in Superman Three, which I think is worth kind of pointing out. Um, Richard Pryor is in Superman 3. Yeah. Okay. I actually, I really like Superman 3. Evil Superman? Now, yes. That part was good. I know. And there's this thing. I want everybody that likes Superman. That's me. Sorry. Everyone that likes Superman and knows Superman, but maybe doesn't like Superman 3, make a couple of changes. Listening. Make evil Superman you. just refer to the drunk Superman uh, flicking peanuts into the bar. <laughs> you guys, you got you guys, you guys know, know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. That's the first thing I was going to okay, say when right. I said evil right. Superman. Have somebody say in the movie, "Man, Superman's really acting bizarre." Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That retcons him as being Bizarro. Mm-hmm. At the very end of Superman three, when that computer kind of has all the wires grab that kind of German chick. Was she German? I don't remember now. Well, no, she definitely was once a computer got yeah. a hold of her. So, like, this, like, the, the antagonist, like, basically gets enveloped by the supercomputer because Which Richard, actually Richard Pryor's character... Which scarred me. Yes, it was kid. terrifying. That scene was intense. And then she, like, comes back as, like, this, like, kind of computer, like, robot lady. Yep. Yeah. Or Now, what if... On the computer somewhere, it says Brainiac on it. Okay? Brainiac Industries. Yeah, or something. Like, basically, you could have had origin stories of Bizarro. You could have had origin stories of Brainiac. Right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that make that movie ten times better? I think I'm, I'm kind of remembering an article about the guy who wrote it, or at least wrote one of the scripts that ended up being that movie. And he was originally supposed to be Brainiac, but uh, they they kind of dumbed it down for the for the norms in the audience, the oh, non comic book see. lovers. And this is mm-hmm. and this is because at the time nobody really quite understood that you could take a comic book and its characters and make it into a major motion picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Superman was kind of as far as they were willing to go. We're in a different time now. <clears throat> but you could like you that that that's an interesting thing. You could easily just have a plaque on that computer that says Brainiac like V'ger. You know, yeah, yeah, and even yeah. have some of the word, the letters <laughs> missing, so it so it spells out Brainiac, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that would be a great uh, a great nod. But I, I seem to remember that at least one of the original versions of the script it was supposed to be Brainiac. What actually turns Superman evil is that the Richard Pryor character basically has to create his own uh, kryptonite. 
And he ends up looking at his like pack of smokes, and I think he puts in there like tar or something. You know, he puts yeah. it, like nicotine and tar. Yeah, like the computer says, I need one more ingredient. Yeah, <laughs> so he ends up just putting. And so in his tar. genius looks around, no more than four inches away from him. <laughs> right. Yeah, All right. Tar. Good enough. And so he ends up, and so he ends up making his own kryptonite. Why wasn't that kryptonite red? Right. You know, like, you know, there was there were so many little opportunities to dig into the comic book mm. that would have made that movie. Now, well, it I might really have satisfied this. fans more, but I think you're you weren't going to sway Roger Ebert. Yeah, the kryptonite sure. was red but, and right, it said right. Brainiac on the computer. This it, movie's not for him. It just him, felt right? like right. a cash grab, I guess, to them personally. Again, one of those movies, I saw it when I was young and it. The fight between Clark Kent and Superman. It was awesome. I knew nothing about Bizarro. Yep. I didn't care. I thought that was amazing. The computer grabbing at you. Nightmares to this day. I know. And, and now, once you get your hands on all of the rights, and once you get your hands on all of the characters, what are you going to do with it? Well, DC Universe has been doing these animated features for years. Um, and we kind of touched on that earlier, but they first started... Um, 2013, I believe, was with Doomsday. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to have to go back and look that up, or look it up yourselves, you IMDb mm-hmm. bastards. But, like, Doomsday started this whole thing, DC animated, feature-length animated movies. And they get awesome voice actors, some you know, some you don't, some you should, some you, you should forget. But at the like at the heart of it, these are feature length, real deal movies. The way that we would want them made, mm-hmm. treated seriously, with reverence, mm-hmm. and they come up with some good shit. I remember seeing the first Doomsday years ago. I saw it at Comic Con years ago in 2013 or whatever it was. I was blown away, and I've been eating these movies up ever since. Jimmy and I got a chance to go and sit with some of these actors and um, some of the creators behind the Death of Superman. And they just keep making them, right, Shay? They 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 won't stop. And in fact, they now they're remaking them. Yeah, right. This was I remember uh, everybody was asking everyone involved at this uh, roundtable. You guys were talking about about why are you do you've already told this story before? Why are you going back to the well on this? Uh, there's no surprises left. It's called Death of Superman. Yeah. Uh, and I think the the most interesting answer for my money. Uh, came from Sam Liu, uh, co-director, uh, I think one of the producers, uh, big wig in the DC animated universe, is what he had to say about it. Meanwhile, you know, maybe it's a thing where, you know, again, it's just like, you know, why do you care about Superman's death? You know, and I think that James, who basically was the one that sort of decided that, okay, we're going to put in this continuity, um, and we're going to focus on the relationship with him and, like, Lois, um, and even with Wonder Woman, you know, I mean, uh, I think it's because of that and his relationship to the people and who he is. I, I think, I think this is why it feels to me, anyways. Like I think we were all kind of again surprised because we just thought, man, everybody knows he's going to die, and like you know, we've already seen this in the comic. We've already done a movie about this like 13 years ago. Um, we're here, we are doing it again, and I don't think any of us was really just like. You know, that super excited to rehash something that we've already done. But again, like uh, I think a lot of it was was done because fans wanted, you know, uh, an on it like a, a closer thing that's closer to the comic, even though it's not as close to the comic. But 
because what is that to us is a lot of it's like okay we hear what people say but then what does that really mean you know what I mean they say they want the same thing but they really don't it's, it's more of like the I think the feeling we've had I was talking about again forgive me this is very telling of my age but I'm like I always think about like U2 you know what I mean I think about like you know when when I was young and I, we heard U2 and you're just like oh that's badass you know and then you're kind of going like every time they you know they're, oh it's good it's good and then all of a sudden no, no they're doing this weird stuff and I, I don't like them anymore then you're like I, I wish they would just do back the old stuff that they did just redo you know whatever like Sunday Bloody Sunday again or something like that or you know just keep making that but thank you <laughs> but it's not really true it's just like it's more about like what you felt when you heard that you know what I mean so again it's because you know, we've done straight adaptations right Batman Year One stuff like that half the people hated it you know because again and we I knew it but Bruce was this is with Bruce Tim. he was very adamant about like we're doing it shot by shot page by page we're not going to add anything and I'm just like Christopher Nolan has done everything that was interesting about this you know and like the end fight is with <laughs> Falcone's nephew you know what I mean like who cares nobody cares <laughs> you know but he's like nope we're going to do it and I'm just like alright it's Gordon fighting his nephew on a bridge you know but again it's just it's, 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 people will say things, but I think what they want is is not exactly what they're saying. Do you know what I mean? It's, but it is a feeling, and I understand, and we understand that it's. So I think again, this, even though it's not the exact same thing, I think this feels like what, especially like a new audience. Like I don't think they want to see Justice League International. Do you know what I mean? Fight Doomsday. Um, this is going to be the Trinity. This is the Justice League that are fighting them. This is the Flash. This is not Blue Beetle and somebody, you know what I mean? Um, so, um, again, it's, it's hard because it's creative and it's very subjective, you know what I mean? But I do feel like this feels, you know, if you can get beyond some of the things and just hook into kind of like, okay, this is a new, the new 52 versions of these characters, but I feel like they feel like the heroes that they're supposed to be. men who build America need iron nerve and keen judgment, sure strength, and super skill. These are men of action on the job, working, building, making America better and stronger. And they power up at breakfast with new improved Kellogg's Pep. The whole wheat flakes with what it takes. New sweet wheat flavor, new crispness, new energy. Get power for work. Power for play, power for action from Kellogg's new improved Pep Whole Wheat Flakes. For super fun, you want super power too. So power up at breakfast with new improved Kellogg's Pep. The Whole Wheat Flakes with what it takes. Well, I think I just learned something about uh, the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just rebuilt the entire world high on meth every day. <laughs> Pep Flakes? Pep, yeah. <laughs> Little That's secret. amazing to me. <laughs> I've never heard of this cereal. I'm shocked that it, it existed at one point. Uh, it, it does kind of explain a lot. I remember uh, uh, Coca-Cola had cocaine in it, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think was the active ingredient in, in uh, Pep Flakes? 
uh, methamphetamines. Well, did, I, I, is that what you're? Is that what did you're? they mention some sort of uh, frosted coating? <laughs> yeah, I did not. <laughs> well, I believe it was uh, wheat flakes with what it takes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I heard that right, right. and so uh, whatever it takes, right? Yep. Okay, all right. That's, uh, that sounds that sounds fine. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, before the break, there you heard Sam Liu discussing, uh, you know, his reasoning behind. Hey, why not do the death of Superman again? Yeah. So let's talk about the movie. You guys got to see it at uh, Comic-Con mm-hmm. last summer. Uh, I just watched it on DVD recently. Uh, I It was uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. Superman dies. I don't think that's a spoiler. No, it's in the name. Well, yeah. I, I think where they nailed it and what Sam was touching on a little bit is that uh, how, how the fans say they want the same thing, like they want the exact same story that they're used to, but it's not really what they want. He mentioned that a couple times. And yeah. this is a great example. Kind I think, of pretentious, but... Well, I think you need... Everybody knows that story. You don't. You don't really want a little literal translation of that on the screen. So you're going to take that source material and make pretty entertaining one, or in this case, two two movies out of it, right? And I mm-hmm. think they really really hit the ball out of the park on that, as far as taking all that uh, storyline, like two years of storyline and condensing it into that time frame. But yeah, yeah like a, two hour and fifteen minute movies. Right. Well, it's uh you know if if you're going to if you're going to go as far as to call it the death of superman then it's not about him actually dying it's about the reaction of the people around him that's mm-hmm. the story yeah. mm-hmm. and so what this particular film does really well is that it kind of it kind of puts a lot of weight on lois uh played by rebecca romaine yeah <laughs> and um it it really just kind of says you know it it, it kind of just parks everything on top of her it says, you know, like um, what this movie does, spoiler alert, is it basically it, it kind of frames it in that Lois and Clark are actually the couple here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with and, the with like the pseudo love triangle with Superman. Right. So mm-hmm. it's Clark and Superman and, and Lois all kind of. There is some uh, amount of resolution. I don't know if, uh, yeah. if we can give away spoilers. Spoiler. It seems like something it's, that's been canon for decades yeah, now. It, it seems like, yeah, you're, you're right. It seems like they're they're trying to triangulate this. And then, you know, Lois makes her choice, right? Yeah. And so, um, but the actual, the the death of Superman becomes the death of Clark Kent. And it, in, in, in by relation, it becomes the death of who Lois loves. Yeah. And it, you know, and, and, and it's about how you deal with that. And then for us, uh, about the world, it's like you know, Superman's dead. What does it mean for us? And then it's also, what does it mean for his super friends, right? Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot there, but you know, I mean, the image of of him in in her arms, kind of at the end there, uh, the uh, the the dynamic between Lois and Clark, and Lois and Superman, how they kind of meet all right there in that tragic end. That was something that executive producer James Tucker actually said was his favorite part of this. I mean, he's the big one. He's the one who said, hey, let's do this movie. Uh This is what he had to say about it. I enjoyed um, the dynamic between um, Superman and Lois, like really getting to flesh that out from a different um, point of view, like where in the movie, Lois doesn't know Superman's secret, and uh, she's actually dating Clark. She's not into Superman. And she has these conflicted feelings when she's around Superman. Uh, and there was something about the love triangle that a, a lot of shows don't really explore that I thought was really interesting in this. 
James Tucker, big wig, likes the Lois, likes the Clark. I do too. Uh, Mark, uh, you and I were at different tables at the press event, and mm-hmm. uh, at my table, James Tucker, we were talking about uh, jamming all that uh, information into the storyline. James Tucker pointed out um, how they stuck to the basically the character, although they there was a lot of extra stuff that went on uh, in the story. They they stuck to the context of the character, and the true character came through, even though there wasn't you didn't have all the details. Yeah. Um, I think that was very true about all of the Justice League and about all the characters, you know, like, you know, because you have this kind of ensemble of yeah. superheroes and stuff. It's like you really had to get really down to the basics of each of each and single one. Yeah. You know, but um, of course, I mean, you had to focus on Superman. Yes. Which could also about, mean yeah. a little focus on Clark. Uh, but then they did try to highlight that. I mean, they tried to very it made him very personal what he was going through with Lois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I assume that was kind of on their mind when they hired a married couple to <laughs> yeah. play mm-hmm. Lois and Superman. By the way, a very good-looking married couple, mm. I'm just going to say. Like, these yeah, guys, they're they, okay. They could absolutely you know, they're solid play. sevens in, in, <laughs> yeah. in California. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually – and just to – I, I want to take this opportunity to kind of set the table for everybody. Now – uh, Jimmy and I were both in the very same press room, but we were at different tables now. So I can only speak for myself, but, uh, we're there and Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine. It's not Stamos anymore. Is it Rebecca Romaine Connell just, now? O'Connell just now? Rebecca Romaine. Okay. All right. Yeah. So they were both, they both sat at the tables together. So you had Lois and Clark together at everybody's table. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they sat down next to us, like these are beautiful people. Both of them are beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes when, if you're just normal looking, <laughs> like me, <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, you know, it just it, it it's kind of overwhelming. Like that's the fat kid from Stand by Me, and he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, he's ripped. He's actually wearing. A Superman shirt, a, a regular Superman T-shirt, in the powder blue that I pre- that I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he's handsome and he's so charming. And Rebecca Romaine, a supermodel. Well, I'm glad you there. mentioned her too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she's. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm a little. I, I, yes, I'm over. <laughs> I more noticed Rebecca Romaine. You know, Jerry O'Connell. I want to be him and I want to sleep with him. Okay, all right. That's what I'm going to say. It's um, totally fine. And but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a safe place. And you know, yeah. and I got to sit at the eleven o'clock position. They were at the twelve o'clock position, and yeah, I'm sitting next to her, and she's gorgeous, and she's wonderful, and she's bright, and she's smart, and she's witty, and she's she's everything Lois should be. <laughs> it's a perfect casting, mm-hmm. and they yeah. have to be married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and the and they wisely took advantage of that uh-huh. by having them come in and record together, uh-huh. so they could do these. Oh no, wait a minute, no, they didn't. Here, uh-huh. <laughs> they'll they'll tell you about it. Go ahead, Re- uh, Rebecca, Becky, Jer, <laughs> go go ahead. Meanwhile, or did you two get a chance to play off each other at all when you were recording your characters? No, we didn't. Yeah, they don't they don't record them. To, together, together, no. it's, they it's bring separate. us in and have have it all done separately, and then they set it to the animation, and then they bring us all in separately again, and that's to tweak our dialogue, and that's typically the first time we get to see if the scenes worked or not. Um, you know what's funny is watching the finished product, which is great, by the way. Um, 
it's amazing how Rebecca and I, Lois and Clark, have a rapport, you know? And I mean, I mean, we, we have been together for 15 years, but <laughs> it's just fun to see it together. We really, it was really fun. It was just such a fun choice that they made to say, hey, how do you feel about, you know, let's, let's bring Rebecca in as Lois. And it really, um, I, I, I just love the relationship between Clark and Lois in, in Death of Superman. And it makes what happens at the end, spoiler alert. Um, Someone dies. Um, really, and it might be Superman. <laughs> really emotional, you know? It's, just, it's, it's, it's a film that packs an emotional punch. I want to thank everyone at this table for wearing all DC Universe uh, uh-huh. shirts in here. Classy. A lot of times people try to sneak in a Mystique shirt or something with Rebecca here, right. but you guys kept it all DC, and we're, we're really appreciative of that. Respect. <laughs> So there you go. I mean, they still they did a fine job, but yeah, they. Uh, um, I don't know why they couldn't just get two microphones in that booth. I think sometimes they like to do that, and sometimes they don't, right? I, well, I think yeah, they definitely like to do that. I think that's more common than people would assume when the uh, casting, yeah. the voice casting director will come in and have you re- record all your lines just pretty much separate. Yeah, I so think you're that's go industry standard. So everyone's alone. Say but. hello this way. Say hello yeah. that way. Say hello this way, and then and then he matches it up. He uh, the voice the voice director. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would think. Well, it, I believe it was Wes Gleason. I hope I'm right. I don't have my notes, but I think that's who was. Wow. Did this one. Well, and, uh, you know, uh, we're going to hear a little bit more audio from some of the members of the cast, but some of the people that you're not going to hear, and I think that bear uh, mentioning, is that Rain Wilson plays the voice of Lex Luthor. That's mm-hmm. true. And I just found it to be like, imagine, like, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> He's the perfect Lex Luthor voice in my head. He's got. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, he it's, doesn't sound like Dwight. Though. No, obviously but not it's there Dwight. though. You're, but you know, like there's like this little like if you were to just think of Dwight Schrute, imagine Dwight Schrute as a billionaire. I could see you know, that's him being, exactly what I'm trying not to do though when right, I'm hearing he, the voice. Well, that's what I'm. It trying. is uh, in sharp contrast to Clancy Brown's kind of baritone. Uh, I'm much better than you, mm. where that takes an effort. I think uh, to 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 let everybody know to think. To let them know you think you're better than them. Uh, Dwight's performance, uh, Irene's performance, is more of a, I don't even notice you. You're, I'm so much better than you. You're so much beneath me. I, you're like the buzzing of flies see, to ego. I, I always kind of, and maybe this is me who's, you know, I've watched The Office, you know, uh, I've watched every single season at least 20 times. You know, it's it's famously my... Hashtag humble brag. It's my favorite yeah. uh, show, you know, as far as like watching over and over again. But... Um, the voice of Lex Luthor in this particular series, in The Death of Superman and The Reign of Superman, which is coming out January 29th, um, but Dwight Schrute, and in this case Lex Luthor, they know that they're not worthy. They're, they're, there's, this, there's this inferiority about them. And, you know, Luther, Lex Luthor is driven by his inferiority to Superman. And I, I really think that that shines through in this voice, and at least the voice that I am hearing in my head. I'd be curious to know what everybody else thinks, but um, that's that's what I heard. But if you if you're not satisfied with the way that Rain Wilson plays Lex Luthor, how about a Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman? How about Nathan Fillion reprising his role as the Green Lantern? I actually thought that he should have gotten the role over uh, what's his face in the Green Lantern movie. Uh, Ryan, Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I, 
Nathan Nathan Fillion is the voice of the Green Lantern in it, my head. It definitely wouldn't have been a worse movie. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know, he uh, he has done the voice of the of the Green Lantern in many of these mm-hmm. movies. Um, uh, Christopher Gorn, who we're going to hear some audio from uh, as the Flash. Uh, Shamir Moore as Cyborg. Um, there's also Jason O'Mara. We're going to hear about. Uh, but anyway, like so, Batman. Uh, uh, Sorry, Batman. All of these voices. He is um, Batman. <laughs> all of these voices all lend unique qualities that are vital to the character and how we understand them. That's uh, that's very true. Yeah. Well put. Well put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are we going with this? It's, uh, well, I, you know, we, you we meant... were naming off a bunch of people you're not going to hear from, but that's that's not the point. The, the I think it's because this is sort of a Justice League movie too. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge like team that Doomsday has to beat the crap out of yeah. before Superman comes on the scene. Yes, he uh, uh, Superman is the last level of the video game in this. Yeah, for mm-hmm. for Doomsday playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Doomsday just shows up out of nowhere, goes on this rampage, and they keep throwing. Uh, and like I said, this is my one hangup about Superman. He just can't be beat. So, which means everyone else on his team is a less than. So they just keep throwing less thans. Cannon fodder. Uh, Doomsday, exactly. Doomsday fodder. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but speaking to how well they were able to put all these characters in such a, a tightly paced. Uh, possibly to its detriment, too short movie is uh, it's admirable how much you care about. I mean, they and they did have, like you mentioned, all those other characters going on. Uh, and then you've got you know the fan favorites like uh, Chris Doran playing the Flash, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and he talks about because he's done it multiple times. Well, this is this is what he said about it. Um, it's always different. It always depends uh, on the script. Um, the surprising, uh, not surprising, the nice thing about this uh, for me is we get to see uh, a couple of different sides of the Flash that we haven't seen before. I think in, in the earlier um, films that we've done, we've established the Flash as uh, kind of the linchpin of this Justice League family. Like, he's the guy who was into the idea from the beginning, and he's the one who's kind of kept the group together. Um, and in this movie, we get to see uh, him announce some exciting news in his personal life, and we get to see that family kind of circle around and support him, um, which is nice. Uh, and then, uh, once they get into the big fight uh, with Doomsday, uh, we get to see the emotional payoff um, as members of his family start getting knocked off by this um, monster. So there you go. And maybe it is self-serving because he has to justify his paycheck. But, yeah, he says the Flash is important because it's part of this big family around uh, the, you know, the Justice League is all part of Superman, not under his umbrella or in his shade or something. Yeah, well, it's again, it's about the loss of Superman and, and what does it mean to the world and to his friends and to the Justice League. And so to they got to, like, bear witness. Yeah, to they it. have yeah. to bear witness to it. And, they, you know, they have to literally carry the coffin. You know, mm-hmm. of his death. Yeah. I mean, now that's all-star pallbearers, though. Absolutely. Uh, not a boy soups. But in the movie, didn't they have, like, uh, soldiers and, uh, like, um, they didn't have superheroes in the animated movie? Did did they have superheroes carrying the, the casket? 
I don't, re- I don't, I don't remember. Kid? Actually, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I do remember, and because I, I pointed out to my kids, <laughs> Wait, so I, I pointed it? out to my kids that it was, in the book it was all the superheroes that carry, that were uh-huh. pallbearers. Well, that was then, the that then, was the very famous cover, right? Of, right. Yeah. And in this version, it was all I want. I know it was like uh, military guys, or maybe they were policemen or something like oh, okay. that, and in their uh, dress blues. And yeah, I didn't know that. But, should have know, done sure. more research other than just watching it and forgetting it. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, it's, some intern is on their way out right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah, but he was—he was one of—he's a—he's been a fan favorite in this particular continuity, I guess, of the <clears throat> new Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Am I using these words uh, safely, right. yeah, responsibly that, here? Also, part I'm of, out of my element. Also, part of the reason that they redid the story again is to update it. Um, they're they're still pushing the new 52 version of everybody, and that's why uh, uh, we have a little scene with Lois and Wonder Woman where they kind of reference how Wonder Woman and Clark used to be together. Wonder Woman and Superman used to be together in this particular universe. And now he's kind of settled on Lois. If I did you will. pick up on that. Yeah. yeah, come to think of it, it's more like this. Which is, I think, is a great scene. I'm glad they rhombozoid or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> rhombozoid. <laughs> they they did. You're right. They packed a lot of yeah. stuff into this. Yeah. Well, and 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 it actually takes two movies, right? So. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, because Jimmy again, I, you have all these characters. Yeah. They even put Batman, and Batman had a pretty decent role. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, not a Kevin Conroy Batman. Uh-huh. But Jason O'Mara. Jason O'Mara. Yeah. And uh, now, now Jimmy, here's where we get into your territory a little bit. Go ahead, this is it. not a Batman movie. No. As a Batman fan, do you think it should be included on must-watch lists if someone's going to appreciate the character of Batman? Am I putting that the right way? I would say sure. Does it uh, matter to Batman? Sure. Well, oh, sure. It's, I mean, Superman dying is clearly a huge event in his uh Life career in Batman's life or career, mm-hmm. if uh, I mean if you know he's kind of also in charge of being in check of Superman. That's one less thing he's got to worry about. Yeah. But uh, Jason O'Mara, I think is he's a great actor. I loved him ever since he was on um, Life on Mars. I think it was great on that. We talked a little bit of that um, at my table. We mentioned we were at separate tables before, mm-hmm. and uh, but he's got a great take on his version of Batman. And I, I think he really nails it for these animated. He's done, uh, at this point, maybe half a dozen, seven, creeping up seven or eight times. He's been mm-hmm. Batman for the Warner Brother animated universe. Well, he's a, he's a smart man. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, g- <clears throat> He also was smart enough to justify his paycheck. Right. You yeah. know? And this is how he diplomatically put it's okay to have Batman in a Superman movie, et cetera. Uh, tell, explain it to us, Jason. I, I just show up and do my job, you know. Um, Batman is Batman, and uh, I can lean on that because I think he's uh, the best and most popular superhero. So I feel like he's always going to make an impact whenever he's on film. So I really don't feel I needed to push him in any particular area. I also think that um, the writers have done a good job, as we were talking earlier, about trying to you know, keep moving the story, stories forward, even if it's... Batman in a Superman film or Superman in a Justice League film or whatever it is to try to keep it all moving forward. Um, so in a way, a lot of that work is done for me, if you know what I mean. But uh, again, just trying to keep it as authentic as possible, keep it as real as possible and uh, not get too hung up on um, sort of being Batman. You know? So, sure, why not? If, if you're going to sit down and watch some Superman these days, expect some Batman mixed in there. Yeah. 
That's okay. And you it's know, like we, salt, salt and pepper. Well, we, you know, we all we all had the opportunity, or the curse, depends on what side you fall, of to see the Superman versus Batman movie come out on the major screen not not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I remember watching that movie, and I saw it on preview night, like on the Wednesday or the Thursday or whatever it was, and. Um, I'm on the camp that really liked Batman vs Superman, and I just found it to be the perfect mix. I I thought that it was basically, it was the joining of my two favorite arcs in DC Comics, which was Batman Returns and the Doomsday series. Mm-hmm. That's what I really thought it was. Now with Wonder Woman thrown in there as well, but. That's what I thought that this, the Batman vs. Superman movie was. And in essence, the Justice League movie was kind of fills the void of the reign of the Superman side, although there wasn't a lot of Superman in that mm-hmm. one. Um, as far as him dying and coming back? Yeah, but he, and, yeah. but he ends up coming back just in time. So it's just a know? bunch of superheroes who are too lazy to carry a casket, probably. Yeah, yeah. well, it was, <laughs> it was a bunch of superheroes that just kind of, at the end of the day, you know, worn enough, you know, because, you know, you got to have Superman, you know, it it started with him, you know, he's the first real superhero character in comic book history. um, And he's still on the top of the pyramid. You know, you, you just cannot exist without him. And all these comic books and all these stories that are created over time, over the last, you know, 80 years now. Right. You know, comic book heroes cannot survive without Superman. We're, we're He's figuring like the that out. Higgs boson <laughs> that <laughs> makes it okay to worship a guy in tights and yeah. a, a cape. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like he's, he's the start of it. He's a symbol of something. It's, it's, he's patient zero. Yeah. Everybody comes from him. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it's Lucy. Everybody it's, is hold on, derivative. Quick, another metaphor. Everybody uh, keeps. Um, uh, we can do uh, Ren and, He's Ren and Stimpy. Uh, everyone keeps <laughs> kind of figuring out. You're right. I could have done better. Yeah, Felix a cat. If anything on that. Every uh, single movie, Captain Marvel, is just trying to retell this very same story, right, yep. or a variation of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which I think a lot of uh, a lot of uh, theorists really... on Reddit, at least, if not the academic journals, will say the Superman story is just a retelling of Jesus. Sure, or Moses, or Moses, maybe Jesus. Where's, no, at least and, the, the Moses who's part. Who's the star where, of the Old Old Testament? It's probably that guy too. <laughs> who's the guy that was in the basket and they floated down the river and he came to a new? That, that, was, that, Moses. that was Moses, yeah, that was right? Moses. Yeah, that, yeah, that was Moses. <laughs> Superman is patient zero, and everybody comes from him. They're either yeah, deri- and and again, even even my uh, much loved Batman is uh, is a direct contrast to him. He's it's still derivative of him. He's you know he's he he has no power, so he's the exact opposite of. Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it was. Had it Batman was, uh, come first, everybody would say Superman's the opposite of Batman. He has all the. Well, powers, and and e- even in uh, Superman is the jumping off point. That's yeah. kind of my point. It's it's actually like if you guys go back to the uh, the uh, Super Friends cartoon, which is a Saturday morning cartoon, right? What, what, and uh, I do. Everybody there were they were by the time you're watching Super Friends, they were all friends. 
Everything was worked out. Everybody had their role. Everybody worked together. Everything was great. Yeah, the cult was well-established. Well-established. Right. And you had the Legion of Doom on one side and the Super Friends on the other. Simpler um, Hall of Justice, I believe. You knew where you stood. Yeah, yeah everybody <laughs> knew where they stood. <laughs> you knew where you and, um, when a talking monkey... With the the with the twins with with, the ring, with, uh, uh, with a Wonder couple twins. of twins working yeah. uh, for low wages, but you know, um, well, they were aliens. Every single film that shows Batman oh, and Superman together, it's always this kind of like this like position, this like this like turf war, and both of them trying to figure out where each other stands. So there's always like this little back and forth and this back and forth um, in the Batman vs Superman movie that's where it was kind of taking you it was just kind of work that out but they quickly got to a point where they were like doomsday is here doomsday is on the ground and doomsday's sole purpose in existence is to kill superman yeah and that's what this doomsday movie... is finally that touch that comes in and it's like that cheating loophole it's the kryptonite yeah. because well guess what he is just like superman yeah, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. and it, you know it's it is foretold that he will kill Superman, and it, that's why you can actually title the movie "Death of Superman" and not have it be an anticlimactic event, because it's 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 more about what it what is the world like after he's dead. Um, and you know I felt that from this particular film, um, I did get the opportunity to see Reign of the Superman. Uh, Seems like that's what that movie is. Double be feature, about. Phantom yeah. Events. Yeah, uh, Fathom Events, double feature. Um, you guys should all follow Fathom Events on Twitter. Um, get on their mailing list or whatever because these guys are putting out great releases all the time. It's rare opportunities <clears throat> to see these movies on the big screen again. I got to see Superman, the, the movie. Last year, uh, the Dark Crystal, they just recently The Dark did. Crystal. I, w- I would highly agree with Mark. I mean, follow them and. and I always try to go, even if it's not something I enjoy too much, but I want to support that so that it mm-hmm. keeps happening. Uh, like, on on Valentine's Day this year in 2019, uh, Dirty Dancing is going to be a Fathom event on Valentine's Day. I will Day. not support that. <laughs> that, that, that. That seems a little removed, but more power to them. I'm just saying, like, look at how creative You, you know who would you get know? up into one of those showings of, uh, of, of Dirty Dancing Who's and it? really mess things up? Uh, Doomsday. I, I agree. <laughs> that guy... From that uh, Batman movie, uh-huh. he was made to destroy. Yes, even in the Catskills. Yeah, <laughs> killing it up there in the Catskills. Doomsday uh-huh. on his tour to Metropolis, where he absolutely messed stuff up in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, it seems because I was familiar with all the characters in this, I knew of Doomsday, but then watching him start his old rampage before he had a, even a name in it. It was the most intriguing. Like, oh my god, that guy's huge. Yeah, he's and he has no, like there seemed to be no master telling him what to do. He just kills. He wasn't chasing money or yeah. power or yeah. giving bad guy soliloquies. Right, right. Um, yeah. I don't even think he talks much. <laughs> he doesn't talk at all. I, I, he yeah. Maybe he just says kill Superman. I think at least in the comics, I does he? I don't remember. I don't he think he. Talks. I don't even think he has a line of dialogue in the Death mm-hmm. of Superman. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. Uh, but uh, character designer Phil Barossa. Well, you know, he he said that it is it's he was the most fun to design for because of course there's a wider strike zone. Well, here, here, Phil, you explain it. Meanwhile, whoa. 
Well, I mean, for me, there's nothing more fun than drawing a big, badass monster. I mean, it's it's liberating because when you're designing characters like the Justice League, they're like these perfect, like beautiful, like they're almost too perfect. You know what I mean? And so, to it, it, it's it's a smaller strike zone. You have to be more precise with monsters and with like these these villains that can, you know, are are just you can really cut loose and explore different silhouettes and and have more fun because there's there's less sort of wrong ways to do it. Um, so for me, that was li- uh, more just cutting loose and and running with it and having fun with it. And I think that carries through with everything that we do with that character in this movie. I mean, it's wall-to-wall action, some of the most kinetic and powerful action we've ever gotten on screen. So that was more just like having fun, you know? So my last question on that same fun vein is, was there a scene or a moment that you had the most fun bringing to life? Um, I mean, it, that third act is hard to top. I, it's hard to pick a favorite moment, and I haven't seen the final cut of the film. But when we were watching, when we were watching as the raw footage was being finished, I was like blown away by you know just the 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 level of intensity and the, the it's it's brutal but it's but it's beautiful you know so that 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 whole end of the movie you know what i mean the last 20 minutes or so i mean i was i was thrilled so for obvious reasons you know it's a lot more fun to do this new and big like outsized crazy character um and uh the, the other co-director you guys talked to uh James Castarina Mm-hmm. He's the one who directed the that entire like fight scene. Yeah. Right. Like that was Epic. just his one job. It's after, amazing too. Yeah. It's amazing. Sam came in and did the first two acts. So that's that's was his entire playground. Uh and he loved it. Here, take it away, Jake. You know, so Sam Liu got to Sam Liu directed Act A and B, and I came in on Act C. Um, and I, I, I'm sure you guys have all seen the Superman Doomsday movie that came out. You know, in, in the BT style. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, Joaquin De Santos boarded that initial flight between Doomsday and Superman. A lot of other guys boarded on it, but like he did a lot of the main stuff. And you get that fight's just awesome. awesome. Regardless of whether whether you love the movie or hate the movie, that fight's just dope. <laughs> it's just like you see Big Blue and Doomsday going at it. You're like, that's that's what I want to see. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to have to compete with that. That guy's a beast. He's awesome. I there's no caliber. Like, I no, that's a whole. He's in his own category. By the way, you're doing X C. What? Ah, shit. <laughs> um, so my job was look at when you think Superman and Doomsday, everybody goes big, 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 big cars, big crashes, big booms. I decided why not go intimate with it. Uh, maybe that's a different approach. Superman or rather Doomsday does something that no other villain can do and that puts Superman on our level he humanizes Superman he humbles the hell out of Superman so instead of going big uh, before I go further who here has seen the movie nobody yet no. okay cool no that I like that because that helps me answer questions but there is a scene in the movie which you guys will see where Superman gets choked out by Doomsday mm. uh, and that's you know oh that might be too over the top or graphic Somebody is choking out Big Blue. Mm-hmm. That's happening. Like, 
again, we can all relate to gasping for air. We could all relate to choking on water or that damn chip or whatever. So I felt like, yeah, if anybody can do that to Superman, it's Doomsday. Doomsday can do the, make Superman feel mundane. So there was that fear of, oh, this won't feel big enough. That might it might be too small, but it had the. It, hopefully, it comes off like, man, like it. It's too relatable, I guess. It, you know, that that's what we kind of wanted to go with. You know, nobody can relate to getting smashed through like eight buildings. I don't know. Maybe that that might be a Tuesday for one of you guys. But uh, uh, I, my limit's four buildings. Um, but you know, we could all relate to choking. We could all relate to being tired. We could all relate to you know our limbs not really working how they we wanted to. We've all been to some point of exhaustion, uh, whatever that is. And I and I and I wanted to try to hopefully tap into that uh, to make it at least somewhat different. So uh, yeah, he you know he they needed a villain so effing crazy yeah. he humanized Superman again, chokes Superman out. That's the tough part of again writing for Superman is somebody that's his equal that can challenge him and and so there's a, some sort of threat to him and uh, Doomsday is just presented to us without any history. He's just tearing through countryside and superheroes and eventually you know faces Superman and. Yeah, what, what I what I really liked about it was is that like uh, you know even in every single version of this retelling, Superman does defeat Doomsday, mm-hmm. but he dies in the process. Yeah, it's it's, it's always, like that you know Rocky double knockout yeah, ending, which is a little ending. bit of a uh, but still it, it's necessary. You couldn't you know? have you couldn't have Doomsday still going. And obviously, Superman has to die. So, if, if super you're, exactly, if Superman doesn't die, he's not Doomsday. Then, although I think it would have been hilarious if right after Superman dropped, just all of a sudden from behind, Lois Lane with a vase right over Doomsday's <laughs> head, and he just boom. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but just so that not everything is doom and gloom, um, I want everybody to be prepared. If you guys have not already. Uh, the Reign of the Superman, which is the part two of The Death of Superman, uh, it comes out January 29th. I don't know when you're hearing this, but chances are it's already ready to go. Go and get this movie. But that's on on physical copy, right? That's on, on, yeah, that's on actual copy. Blu-ray. I think, um, I think digitally you it's can on, find it somewhere. It's available now. Digital and, currently. Um, but it's not going to mean anything to you unless you already have seen The Death of Superman. And for those of you that have yet to go and buy this or whatever, we are actually giving away not just a copy of The Death of Superman, but we're actually giving away limited edition gift set of The Death of Superman, compliments of Bleeding Cool. That's um, right. I was, right. We mentioned the roundtables. I was there on behalf of Bleeding Cool, and uh, I received this uh, The Death of Superman movie, and it's DVD, actually, Blu-ray, digital copy, and it comes with a beat-up Superman action figure. I'm yeah, sure. it's it's a state. It's a it's a uh, staction figure, I believe. Um, uh, in, statue action yeah, figure. In yeah. action <laughs> figure. Yeah, and uh, it is a. This is a, a limited edition number. Uh, one hundred and thirteen thousand. No, eleven thousand three hundred and ninety-nine of fifty thousand. So limited is in quotes. It is but, limited. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. But still, so, it's, so are your days, cowboy. So <laughs> write to us right away <laughs> if it. you want to get a piece of this. It <laughs> looks it looks really cool. It looks like he's uh, his his uniform's all ripped up. There's he's no bleeding. Cape. There's, There's no, no cape. cape. No he's cape. not he's this not dead he's there, but he's getting right close. So uh, respond soon. Movie, yes, yeah. this is a. I actually went and bought this for myself. So I love this. I love collecting. Not the these. one we're giving away. No, we no, promise sealed. 
Blu-ray, DVD, and digital download. So all you have to do is just uh, tweet us at SDCC, no, at Stay Classy, SDCC. Um, Let us know what you, uh, give us your favorite memory of Superman. And uh, the seventh tweet that I get will get this. Uh, Sound good? Time it right, guys. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's starting when? Now, as soon as you hear this. So I have no idea when that (laughs) – whoever hits me with the seventh one is going to get this thing. So, Um, but Contest not available for replays, repeats, or if you're just listening, is this on your iPod? I have no idea when this is going to come out, but I only have one. Um, But, you know, we have a lot of stuff to give away, so if you guys uh, tweet me, I'll send you something. Um, But, yeah, guys, uh, this is a great selection. Stay classy, SDCC. You can find Jimmy at? Uh, at SD Batman sixty six, yeah. and you can find me in your dreams. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, it's been a super time, gents. Yeah. But uh, thanks for having me, guys. Try to check me out at Bleeding Cool. Yep, uh, find us at uh, MattyPRadio dot com. Um, remember, this is Superman's 80th anniversary. That's a lot. This is this is this is wonderful. Go Show and, your respect. Exactly. Find your favorite Superman movie. Watch it again, and remember how sweet it all used to be. That's right. All right, everybody. That's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Ah, oh, this is enough of this.